The Black and White Network now proudly presents Moms Across America, a new program where women can speak their minds openly and freely without fear of reprisal. Moms Across America is about the issues of the day confronting America from a mom's point of view. And now, here are the moms. We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican in the November 8th election. Hello and welcome to Moms Across America. This is Vicki Tonkins with Kathleen Fitzgerald, my co-host. We are so happy to be with you here today. And we have a we're having a little different type of show today. Kathleen and I talked about it and we decided we're going to talk about several things. Um that it should be on everyone's radar right now. And just to make this like a little smorgasbord. So you'll hear a little bit of our opinions on some of the things that we see happening. Uh, we're going to talk about the schools. We're going to talk about the economy. We're going to talk about just several different things. Um, but the first thing we really want to zero in on are the school boards and what's happening with the school boards, what's happening in schools, and many of you may or may not know that CRT has a new name. It's an interesting new name, but you have to realize when people want to indoctrinate and they get pushback, then they have to change the name to make it palatable. Well, SEL, Social Emotional Learning, is not palatable. And as we have stated repeatedly, this is another name for CRT, and next year you'll hear another name, and the next year you'll hear another name because they want to indoctrinate our children. So, Kathleen, what were some of the things that you read about uh, the school boards and what's happening with the new SEL? Oh, gosh, you know, it just seems like they keep pushing forward. There's not a lot that's changing. They're continuing on with their their programs and their trainings. I know it, you know, I know they are trying to set us up for more, I guess, takeover of the minds of our children. Um, but that's kind of what I'm seeing. I am seeing, though, a real strong number of moms and parents um, and, and people that are in, you know, the positions like teachers starting to rise up and they're getting tired of it. It's, it's going over the top, I think. And uh, the SEL term 
just kind of proves that they have to reorganize, restructure the narrative so that they can kind of get around people. It kind of reminds me of, you know, renaming uh, what high fructose corn syrup to, you know, <laughs> corn sugar. It reminds me of that. Like, right. This lobbying establishment for our children's, you know, minds, for our children's health, our, their bodies. Because we know, I guess, if if you're going to have long-range plans, uh, weakening the, you know, the, the emotional, physical bodies of, of the upcoming soldiers, I guess, if you will say, would, would, it would make sense. I, I hate to say that they're, there may be a mastermind plan to this, you know, that if you think you're out there doing something good by, I guess, filling out questionnaires, if you're running for, for a, a public office, I'm going to send you new, I know in Washington state, you know, LGBTQ plus questionnaires, seeing if you are in favor of their, of their, their narrative or not. And and just seems like kind of a fishing expedition to me. I I personally would not fill those out. I mean, what are they going to do if you just say no? I don't support you. You could be a target. I don't know. I just have any idea, you know. So it just says long, far-reaching plans, far-reaching damage, uh, collateral damage, lots mm -hmm. of damage. No, I don't know. Vicki, what do you think? It's just never ending. It's kind of overwhelming, right? Well, the, the name is telling. <clears throat> Social, emotional learning. Yeah, what does that so, mean? So since when does a school system have the right to our children's emotional learning? I mean, they get social skills by interacting with their friends. They don't have to be taught that. Children know how to interact with their, their peers, you know, so it makes it sound like, oh, we care about your children so much that we want to make sure that they're socially sound and emotionally sound. And why? We're, we're falling off the boat with our educational system in that, in the fact that our children, we used to be number one in the world educationally. Where are we now? We're not even in the middle of the pack. We're way below where we used to be educationally. And you're concerned about their social, emotional learning. Can you be concerned about them learning how to add and subtract, multiply and divide, do can a little you, bit of algebra? Can you tell the our listeners the difference between social and emotional learning and then the educational learning? What does social, emotional learning mean? Well, I think they're trying to program our children to accept things that a, in a kid's mind, they know the difference between a boy and a girl. I, I mean, come on, they do. And so socially, they're trying to get them to accept those things that are not normal. Um, and I don't want to offend anybody, but come on, let, let's be real here. There's the, It's called DNA. It's called X and XY, XXXY. You have those, you can't change that. Um, the emotional piece is this total thing of letting, having people in general to think that their emotions are far more important than being reasonable or rational 
or being able to have someone have a differing of opinion and you be okay with it. You may not agree with it. You may live the opposite of it, but you know that they have a right to be able to express that. And our children are not getting that in school right now. They're being forced to believe that that little boy that they're looking at has decided to be a little girl and that they should accept it. When that little boy or little girl saying, well, no, that's that's a boy. And now you're getting them in trouble for it. That's not what they go to school for. They go to school to learn math. They go to school to learn English. Uh, if they're older, they go to school to learn foreign languages. They go to school to actually learn how to read and write. I mean, that's a novel idea, idea I understand. But that's what school is supposed to be, not indoctrination. And we're seeing way too much of it, Kathleen, way too much indoctrination in our school system. Yeah, and folks, Vicki knows what she's talking about because she's been involved for years in the educational system and administration. And didn't you even have your own school? I helped start a school. I helped start a school, yes. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, so she knows, you know, Vicki, what, what's going on in the schools. Do you think um, that the ch- parents going to the um, uh, school council meetings and things and speaking up are, are doing um, a lot of good or what can you give them for advice? It is doing a lot of good here. I can't speak for the rest of the nation, but where, where I live, um, we have uh, people on the school boards who is call, they're calling this stuff out. They're saying, absolutely not. We do not want this in our schools. Um, And as long as the parents stay engaged, one of the things I have learned over the years is evil never sleeps. But if we have victories, we back away. We back away and say, oh, man, we got that great victory. Well, you have to understand evil continues. Thus, you see CR, you see critical thinking now becoming critical race theory or critical theory, excuse me, now becoming critical race theory. And now it's becoming SEL, uh, social, emotional learning. It, what will it be next that? time? Where'd you first hear that term? SEL? SEL, because I hadn't even heard of it. And then you told me and then I looked it up. I watched one of the school board meetings here in my town. I don't always get to go to all of them. I haven't been in a while because a little busy with some other things, but I always stay abreast of what they're doing. And a friend of mine is on the school board and she posted the video, you know, for her constituents to see what happened at the school board meeting. And a gentleman presented SEL to be taught in the schools. Well, she had done her homework. She knew all about it. And she said, absolutely not. She said, this is just another name for CRT, and we've already voted that down in our schools. Why are you trying to bring it up again? And she put it on blast. She was like, no, we're not accepting this. This is not what school is about. School is about educating our children in reading, writing, arithmetic, not in social learning. That is the job of the parent. Okay, so so that's the key words, Um, parents, is social learning. Social, emotional learning. So if you heard those terms, 
you know that it's CRT, critical race theory. Mm-hmm. And critical race theory then is again, what, Vicki? Critical race theory is all about telling children that they are they are categorized by their race. They can only do this because of their race or their pronouns and all of this ridiculousness when a little boy and a little girl knows who's a boy and who's a girl. They know it. It's in them to know it. And to try to change that is indoctrination. Okay. And then is it true that there really are children now coming in um, as a, like, I guess, a non-binary animal, such as a kitty cat or something, into the schools, and then they're given a space to act like uh, that animal and don't have to participate as the other children, and the other children are then, I guess, indoctrinated to accept um, this behavior as normal when, in reality, they should be coming and taking that child away to a mental health facility to be evaluated. (laughs) I have read several articles. I know you have read several articles about this where a young lady came in wanting, she's a cat. She told everybody she's a cat now. So she does the meowing. She's not participating in school. They have uh, an equivalent of a litter box for her. And I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you, Kathleen, there's no place for that. And if this child truly believes that, then there's someone else that she needs to be talking to. Yeah, I mean, to put all the other children through that, it's just really seems like that's torture or or child abuse for other children and parents. You should not be, you know, um, putting up with that. So, um, well, we got about a minute and a half and then, um, yeah, Fill more in on us. I, I I think the biggest thing that I'm concerned about, Kathleen, when it comes to education in our country, is that it's no longer really education. It is a doc an indoctrination meal. I've seen videos and I've read articles about how you have um, individuals who hold their whole premise is to indoctrinate children. And I know you've probably seen the video or the. Um, the picture of the male, the male video, but I also have seen other stuff. Yeah. There's a male teacher who has prosthetic breasts and um, he's presenting this in the school system and they're very large. And uh, this has been presented as our school is acceptable. That is not acceptable. Um, and that's, that's pretty bad. Well, let's uh, end it there for right now. Um, and we'll switch up uh, and go to break. But, you know, folks, if you want to learn about America and how it was founded, you can go to getmyconstitution.com, getmyconstitution.com and get some free pamphlets. They'll come to you in the mail. And uh, you can uh, disperse those to your friends and read them to your children. Um, the documents like, you know, the Constitution and Declaration of Independence and just yep. the, those founding documents. So getmyconstitution.com. Let's go to break and we'll see you in just a couple minutes. Why do Democrats hate Americans so much? 
When Hillary was running for president, she said half of Donald Trump's supporters were, quote, a basket of deplorables. Recently, Joe Biden, at a speech in Philadelphia, told America that half of us are semi-fascist terrorists. Under the First Amendment of the Constitution, we have the right to express our opinions. And if we disagree with the left, they don't have the right to take away our freedom of speech. Clearly, the statement by Hillary and Biden are designed to silence the conservatives in America. Many Americans find it easier to go along with the left and give up their right to disagree. What would America look like today if our founding fathers would have given in to the king and not fought for their freedom? Today we must fight to take America back. Join the new generation of patriots who believe in the Constitution. Join the new revolution in America. Fire your shot for freedom by voting on November the 8th. Help all Americans take back our country. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Moms Across America. I have Vicki Tonkins here, my co-host. I'm Kathleen Fitzgerald. That was quite a, a topic there at the end. And, um, you know, it's never finished. So, but we're going to switch it up and talk a little bit more about um, the economy and what we're seeing here in our areas and things. Um, because, you know, we want you to be thinking in this lines of how can I protect my family? How can we get on the, you know, the upside of this? Uh, what yes. can we do to to protect ourselves and in our communities and our families? So, you know, so with that, um, again, I want to mention to getmyconstitution.com. Can't advertise that enough because it's so important you read these documents to your children yes he's done it she's that's what she recommends i'm just parroting what she's been telling us uh, the whole time um uh, go ahead and let's take us vicky to um what you're seeing uh, in your area about the economy and what you know you know well i i think you know one of the things that I always see from politicians, and while I don't want to get too political, one of the things that seems to be the norm with politicians is they talk about everything but what's important to the American people. <laughs> the economy has, under Biden, has tanked. I mean, let's call it what it is. Now we're having almost, well, in my area, gas prices are upwards of $4 a gallon. I'd never seen that before in my lifetime. Um, I'm much, I'm, I'm a little older than what I look, I can tell you that, uh, but I've never seen that. I know under the previous administration, I think the gas prices were as low as $150 a gallon. I can pay $150 a gallon a lot better than I can pay almost $5 a gallon. And these politicians always talk about, oh, we're for the people. We're about helping the people. Well, you're not helping anybody with the gas prices at almost $5 a gallon. And I know they're about $7 or $8 in California. When I hear stories of a family um, they're both, they both have great jobs. They're doing, they were doing really, really well. And now they can't figure out why they're having to go to the church to get food and assistance when they're both making really good money and going through the process, they realize what happened. They were used to paying 300, about $300 a month between the two of them for their vehicles for gas. 
Now they're paying upwards of seven and eight hundred dollars a month. If you think that that five or six hundred dollars a month is not significant, Mr. Politician, you are highly mistaken. That can make or break a family. And we're talking great paying jobs. They're not low income people. They have good jobs. They make good money. But when you're taking almost eight hundred dollars a chunk more from their checks, and that's just one bill. That's just talking about gas. That's not talking about food that's up 35, 40%. And they're not getting raises. In fact, we're hearing about huge layoffs getting ready to happen in many industries. How is that beneficial to the people? Is it because our government wants us to be dependent on them to take care of us? I'm telling you right now, I'd rather live out in the woods in a shack than to be dependent on the government. That's just me. Yeah, yeah, I hear you there. I hear you there for <laughs> sure, sister. You know, yeah. they got the American people for decades now. America has been a combustion burning, you know, economy driving, you know, industry creating nation, consumer nation. Yes, yes. Consume, consume, consume. We've been pumped and deployed a, a mission to get us to to consume goods that they create. Yes. And so they've destroyed the environment to give us those consumables, but they profited big time off of that. Now it looks like to me, this is kind of a big general picture, that through the medical system, through the media system, the the information system, through the military system, through um, our food system, everything, you know, has been and is in the, I guess, an aggressive takeover where they may not need us all here to consume those goods anymore because now they're starting to put the noose on us and make things more expensive. Uh, they did say, oh, Americans can put up with that. <laughs> pay for it. Remember that? Americans oh, I remember. Yeah, Americans can do their part and pay more. Well, no, that's not really what was happening. It was they're just making it more expensive so that the people down below can't afford it anymore. And then those people get chafed off. And then they go for the next group and the next group. And, you know, they target groups and they target groups against groups. It goes on and on. Yes. Um, and we're seeing in the economy, I mean, a, a simple bag of potatoes was four eighty nine. Uh, organic potatoes is now eight ninety nine. you know. And some of this stuff happened overnight. Yes. Now, it's not going down. And, you know, real estate prices here are not going down. Places no. that have water are not going down. Well, places where you have to carry your water in or go <laughs> cheap, you know. Um, they're squeezing us on all levels, even the geoengineering. You know, they're, they're taking the secondary water system to a whole new level. And they're doing it on purpose. Absolutely. Control people, you know, the, people can't grow food. And if you don't think that that's happening... Well, um, they used weather warfare military operation for five years in Syria 
before they really actually went in with military troops. It's all there. I looked it up online. It's all public information. So they are using weather warfare to they cause a, a fragility in the area. And how that looks is, well, all of a sudden, you know, I'm growing tomatoes, beautiful tomatoes. And then the weather changes just like that. And it's right. They get damp and, and colder just overnight. You know, they, they've kind of got the seasons, it, it appears, under control. I know that the military wanted to control the weather by 2025 or something like that. So, you know, things, we got to, you know, the tough are going to have to get tougher, really. It's basically what it is. And, you know, there's no longer a time to be ignorant in any way. And we have yes. to understand that, you know, what's at assault, what's always been the target? Well, the family. That's why this show's called Moms Across America, because mm -hmm. we wanted to reach the families. Families are super important. Families are a threat to the establishment. Mm -hmm. Yes, and especially when, when they're trying to, now you have to understand you have the, the upper middle class, the one percenters, we'll call them that. Then you have the middle class. Then you have the lower income. Well, the lower income, many of them are already dependent on the, on the government. The upper guys, they could care less about the government because they, they've made their way. The middle class, we are the working everyday Joe who is taking care of the family, who, um, you know, goes to work every day. They're, they're faithful to their, their jobs and they haven't seen, they, yes, they haven't seen pay raises, but they're seeing everything else be raised. I call it the Biden inflation because it wasn't there until he became, began to occupy the, the White House. So our economy, our economy was great prior to him. Gas prices were low, food prices people could afford. People were actually being able to have vacations. The average person was able to have a vacation now, you know, to bless their children and, and just get away from the daily grind. Um, jobs were, were, people were getting good paying jobs. Now, I don't know about what you see where you live, Kathleen, but I see just about every business, every company, every even mom and pop stores looking for help, looking for to help wanted signs are everywhere. Mm -hmm. yeah, Why are people not work, working? Why are they not working? Yeah, good question. I, I just don't know. Um, you know, I did hear, uh, I, kind of, I guess it's not a rumor, but that BlackRock filed for bankruptcy. So, you know, I do think that things are, are, are shaken up. I, I, that's what I read. And I, I heard that wow. you'll have to confirm that. I know that things are definitely shaken up and it's unfortunate. Uh, we're just going to have to all pull together and help yes. each other, help our neighbors and protect our, our families and protect our rights. You know, they're trying to make it such a lawless uh, you know, nation yeah. that you can't even, you know, shoo some guy off your property because he's on there, you know, squatting in your shed. You know, they can't even trespass him and haul him off and just the things like that. And what does it mean? How do you protect yourself? How do you get that person out legally? And 
lawfully or can you even and you know so it's like getting crazy out there um and it goes back to that saying that we heard um i can't remember who said it but i think it was uh oh i can't think of the name right now about uh you'll eat bugs and enjoy it you'll have nothing oh swab uh saying that uh you will have nothing and you will love it well sorry most of us have worked pretty hard for what we do have. Why do we want you to come in and take it? <laughs> yeah, you know, here's another, here's another thing too: is like they have all these big giant supercomputers and all this state-of-the-art electronics that need all this energy generated, and we're the ones that have to keep our, you know, thermostats at 66 in the winter and you know 80 yeah. in the summer. But they've got plenty of energy to to run. You know, all of this expensive, uh, you know, electrical equipment that takes, you have to have it on a river. And Google is, is on the river up here, on the Columbia River, because it has to be cooled and it takes a lot of energy. I mean, come on, people, you know, I mean, and they want us to reduce and reuse, of course, right? and pay for it all as well. Exactly. So, gosh, darn it. You know, well, we what was one minute, Vicki? Yeah, what were they were saying? The green energy about every every person sh should have a a a uh, an electric car. Do you know how much all those things cost? And here's what most people don't know about electric cars. If you want an electric car, please go get your electric car. If I don't want an electric car, I'm not getting it. If I can't afford an electric of uh, a forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollar electric car, I'm not getting it. One of the things they do not tell you is it requires gas, fossil fuels, to keep your electric car going. You think you're paying a lot for gas? Well, these people driving the electric cars, they're paying probably twice that for their yes, electric car. You get 100% of your energy from BPA, <laughs> which is hydropowered, the dam that generates electric energy. You buy an electric car, you plug it into the electric, and you know, they want to take the dams out, and it just goes crazy. crazy. So, well, this that's crazy. it. We're out. Well, we thank y'all so much. <laughs> thank you so much. America. Yeah, for being with Moms Across America. Again, just a reminder, getmyconstitution.com. Go get your constitution. Read it. Don't just have it sitting on your coffee table. Read it. It's going to do one or two. It's going to be probably two things it's going to do for you. It's going to make you angry because it's not happening. And it's going to make you angry at yourself because you hadn't read it. And then you're going to realize I have a call to action. So. We thank you so much for joining us here on Moms Across America. This is Vicki Tonkins with Kathleen Fitzgerald. And remember, Moms Across America, you are America. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. It's magical, filled with wonderlust and courage. It is a story about an unlikely hero, one that is a page-turner and will inspire you for years to come. It makes a great gift. Sad Eyes by Master Storyteller Dan Perkins. Now available at hollismedia.net. Inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls. How big is this problem? 
In the second quarter of 2022, Americans added $46 billion to their credit card balances. Some of that could be you. The Federal Reserve Consumer Credit Report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65%. Those Americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website cambridgeyescredit.org forward slash bw hyphen podcast and get your house in order. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.